to the Ministry of Geek. I'm Richard F. And I'm Richard S. Episode 37, Richard. It is. I think some of our listeners may have feared that we had abandoned this podcast. Because it's been about a month since we last podcasted. It has. Some listeners probably hoped that we'd abandoned it. That's right. (laughs) Sucked. We're back. Hey, we could have have just confused them. We could have just called this Podcast 38. Yeah, Podcast 37 was the one that just never happened. Got lost somewhere in the internet. That's right. Yeah, that would have been really tricky. We should have done that, Richard. Should have done that. A bit of misinformation for the internet. We're smart enough. We'll tweet about it. Yeah, that's right. So, no, why why are we late? We're not really late. We're just kind of not early. Well, it's the time distortion field, I think, is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have anything to talk about. That's not true. I had lots, but we just... We cla- we had a slight scheduling mishap, That's wasn't right. it, Richard? I was ready, you weren't, and then I decided. Look, you know, my time's important. Yeah, it I just wanted of, to punish you. Really, it, it reminds business. me of the Californian judge that wanted to get you know Larry Ellison and Larry Page in the same room just to have a bit of a chin chat about. <laughs> really? uh, not a chin chat, a chin chat maybe. Uh, Java, Davik. Yeah, I think it was yeah. actually about Java and Android and right. that sort of rubbish. Oh, crikey! Yeah. Did he get them in the room together? He did apparently. They didn't agree though. Can no, you imagine that? Not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they couldn't even agree who could speak first. Well, Java's, Java's been a bit of a problem maker lately, isn't it? Because uh, the old Mac's got a big virus, that flashback thing, which is all Java-based. Oh. I've had to take into disabling Java at the moment. It won't be a quick virus, though. Pardon me? It won't be a quick virus. Won't, won't be a quick Well, it's got to run through the VM. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, but it's, at a, yeah, it's a nice sort of uh, high-level abstraction of a virus, really, isn't it? Right, yeah. Yeah. So you've been, you been doing much? Anything no. really interesting? No. Yeah. I bought myself an Apple TV. The Two, new Apple TV. Three? No, What's it called? The new Apple TV. Oh, my God. No, I don't know if it is or not. I don't, think, I don't even think they bothered to give it a number. So it's what, so uninteresting. What's, uh, is it the same colour? Same colour, same form factor, it's, uh, same box. Slightly cheaper. Che- slightly cheaper? For, uh, $10 cheaper. Really? But if you prefer paying the higher price for the older one, they're still available. I didn't know that. Yet to be discounted okay. because of the weird Apple pricing thing, I think. Oh. So Dick Smith's was still selling them for 170 if you is wanted Dick the old Smith's one. Still or you could get 100. Is it still independent? Is it still staunchly independent? Or is it, well, I mean, it's owned by Coles in Australia, I think, yeah, isn't it? only for the time is being. It, has it been sold yet? Cause no. Oh. I, think the, I think the bids are supposed to come in about now, actually. We should put a bid in. We should. <laughs> <laughs> if we can maybe collect wow, enough money so, from our listeners, yeah. we could probably put in a bid for a Make you know, Dick Smith's owned yeah. by Kiwis. enthusiasts. Enthusiasts, yeah. yeah. And we could, if we did that... You know what? I'd get myself like some sort of special discount card with them. Really? Yeah, so that I could go in there any time and pick up some goodies. I, I, discounted. I'd want to see free. just like a, a like a historic corner, and you'd go in there, <laughs> and there'd be little trays, and you could buy transistors again. Oh, right. Just to give it back there. What it once was. Oh, yeah. See, I don't even remember those days. Really? Oh, but they still do have a those little... pack of diodes? They still have those little areas where you can I go in and buy those. don't know what you those. do with a diode. It's a yeah. 100 pack of diodes. Or, yeah. you know, you get like a 500 pack of LEDs. Nowadays, they're all in, you know, they're in a torch. LEDs would be useful. I could do my whole lighting throughout my home with those LED lights. Yeah. You could solder them. Oh, soldering. There was. Actually, I don't miss soldering at all. For, for a while, um, LED lighting in your house was going to be this big thing. Why has that not come about? Apparently, it's hard. Why? Why is it hard? Well, one of the interesting things... Don't we just need, like, 12-volt batteries or something? Well, it's one of those curious things. Despite the fact that um, they're very energy efficient, they produce a lot of heat. And so if you have enough of them to create the amount of light you need in a house, you create a lot of heat. And and they're not in a convenient shape. So even the fact a 100-watt light bulb produces stupid amounts of heat... It's, it's actually in a very good shape. Yeah. It's actually in a very good shape to dissipate it all because yeah. it's all in sort of in the middle of that. 
Uh, whereas you know, LED bulbs require you know, a cluster of a whole bunch of them, and apparently that's why quite often they're quite expensive. And they've got like aluminium. You can see they're basically embedded in a heat sink, right? Yeah, desperately, desperately trying to get rid of their heat. Well, that's okay because you know we're coming up to winter, so the heating for the lighting is, has a dual effect of actually heating your house. Yeah, not so bad in New Zealand, really. I can imagine but hard I think, in Australia. I think the problem is if you can't dissipate it into the room, then presumably it just catches fire, oh, which is always just such a well, negative. Well, you know, well, we could start bringing them back in asbestos, I suppose. Or yeah, other kind. I of, um, you know, I got an LED bulb in my uh, in my cupboard. So cupboard. I, yeah, because you can only get them. They only go up to about like equivalent of thirty watts or forty mm. watts, I think, or twenty five watts even. So there was only one place output? I could really put it. Yeah, it light output. It's in terms of equivalence to a you right. know incandescent. So light. very very dim. Well, it actually feels quite bright, but then yeah. you know it's in a cupboard, so yeah. it probably would. Uh, I don't really. It must be a big cupboard. Is it like the TARDIS or something? Because I don't really. Well, it's under- I don't need to light my cupboard. It's, it's an understeer cupboard. You know the sort of thing oh, Harry, Harry Potter would live in. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we've got one of those. Yeah. I just have one incandescent bulb. In well, there. my my concern was that it, it kind of sits. The the bulb sits up above the door, quite next, to, quite near the shelving. Right. And because my children are a little bit addicted to wrapping paper, we quite often have the wrapping paper oh, up there, and that, you know, it's a, a bad fire, combination. Bad place. To and put so it. I used to have. I think I used to have a. Um, Compact fluorescent, right? But I don't like those very much. Oh, they're horrible, aren't yeah. they? Whereas they're, this thing's quite nice. It looks like they're working bowl. on that. Very they're working cool. on they're working on making those compact fluorescents to have the same kind of warmth, light warmth, yeah, and tint as uh, the incandescents that we're used to. Yeah, they make a big mess when you smash yeah. them, though. That's what okay. I well, you're not going to do that, are you? Uh, Unless you're walking on oh, the yeah, ceiling. I've, I've smashed them any number of times. Yeah, they're expensive too, aren't they? No, they're pretty cheap these days. Oh. And one of the interesting things was actually I found recently I bought a. Uh, compact in, uh, compact uh, fluorescent was actually getting a, a wattage small enough because I put it in a bedside lamp and it's just so bright. Too bright, Because yeah. I think it's like 8 watts, but it's equivalent to 40. Yeah. Well, uh, we're, welcome to the Ministry of Lighting, basically. Well, this is lighting. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do, uh, we do design consultancy as well. Do you? Yeah, yeah. We, do, <laughs> yeah, we can come yeah. in and pick the right light bulb yeah. with the right wattage for you. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm still hanging out for LED. I'm not, I'm not you know, because in some ways my house could do with a bit of a rewire in terms of lighting because my whole lounge has like two downlights. And I'm thinking, but I'm, but I'm waiting. Oh, I am waiting. I'm waiting for the the sea change to come through. Yeah, I've got halogen lighting through most of my downstairs, and then you know those sort of incandescent down lights through the top and in some uh, low traffic areas, or where I didn't, where I couldn't afford to put halogens. Yeah. Halogens last for a long time. I've, I swear, I've only replaced two bulbs in the eight years that I've lived in my house. Wow. But the incandescents, I've probably gone through about a handful of those actually i went through a really weird phase i, I have an incandescent in my um in my garage and the other day i switched it off but yeah. then it, it came back on and then it went off faulty wiring richard on. it's probably bad well that's wiring. what well i actually think it was um i think it's shorting across the bowl in some Ooh. weird way yeah replace that one i think so Fire hazards you know you might not be covered with your insurance with that one right so tell me about this Apple TV this new one well, I can't tell you because I got it out of the box it's one of those things that's really not very exciting at all so I got it out of the box I put it next to the TV right Wait, then, you had one next so to so I've got one in my downstairs TV TV right uh, so my main TV and you got more than one TV in your house yeah I've got, I've got two 14 inch TV no uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah so uh, this one this one was going upstairs in right. many ways I would have quite liked to attach it to my projector yeah, yeah that'd be cool. cool. But my projector's so old, it doesn't take HDMI. Well, I'll buy a new projector then. Yeah, well, actually, I'd have to buy a whole new home theater system as yeah. well. So, it costs money, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I put it, yeah, put it next to my TV. Um, but yeah, not plugged just, it in. It was one of those. I thought there was an HDMI cable hanging out the back of it because presumably that was there for the boxy. 
Um, and there wasn't. And then I thought, nah, too hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually know the, the first step of setting up an Apple TV is typing in your username and password using an on-screen keyboard. Yes, and I thought, hard. oh, I just can't be bothered. Can't you use a remote, con- a remote app on your iPad or iPhone to do that? I don't think so. I don't know. I might try that. Yeah. Well, I don't have an Apple TV. I'm probably so you can't not getting one. Yeah. You're uh, not getting one. Still holding well, out. I've only got one television in the house now. And anyway, that was the only one that's had an HDMI input. The other television I had now was this 29-inch uh, CRT, which, boom, 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 got rid of last week. Well done. Yeah, so been, we've been trying to give that... Do you feel guilty about that fly tipping? <laughs> no, look, it's gone to a good home. A friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, who's Steve, who's a teacher, needed it for the school. Really? So I managed to give it away to him. You, you will not believe how hard it is to get rid of a CRT nowadays. I tried giving it away to the... Refugee service, they didn't want it, only take flat panels. No, just kidding. They actually only want high-priority goods. So things like beds and I don't know what else they might have. But I would have thought a television would be yeah. pretty high-priority. Yeah. Maybe if you'd you throw it in a PlayStation or something. Yeah, I mean, you know, want to be in touch with uh, what's going on in the world and all that kind of stuff. But no, didn't want that. Try to give away to the Salvation Army, uh, you know, op shop. Nope. Again, not interested. Not interested. Not, not too sure. Would you I, like a couple that we've got? Yeah, yeah. I, I think actually, I reckon if it had been a flat screen or something, they probably would have jumped at it. And we were looking to have to take it to the tip yep. and get rid of it, which, you know, it's, it's in perfect condition, Richard. It's in perfect yep. condition. I tried to hook it up to an old computer to see whether I could get it to convert or go through a VGA to component um, sort of connection and, and stuff. But no, you need to have some converter box to make that work. And yeah. like, you'd spend more on the converter box than it's actually worth. So we were, I was just so pleased that, you know, Steve just wanted to take away and it took two of us to lift it. It's like 50, 60, 70 kilograms. It's, yeah. it's the weight of an adult. Right. You know, oh, it was terrible. It, was no, it terrible. could crush a children child oh, in a school oh, near it, you. It would. I've, unfortunately, I've heard of those stories where in an earthquake or through some just misfortune, a television like this, one of these, it's a flat screen CRT, and they yeah. have so much glass in them, they actually will... Um, crush small children and small yep. animals. So, yeah, no, you, so I mean, we might joke about it that there's a, <laughs> it could crush a small child yeah, in oh, a school. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's actually a possibility. I take no responsibility for that, Richard. Okay. Um, it's up to the schools to secure those things. But yeah, so no, I, I, I don't have anything to plug a, an Apple TV into yet. Right. Well, worthwhile doing that. So I, I'm still living vicariously through you. Okay. I want to because they're such cute little black things. And, and you just. I just want to have them around my home. They just look like they'd have a place. Yeah, yeah so the reason I suddenly paused to stare at you is it suddenly occurred to me that I'm pretty sure my TV upstairs... Well, it has no HDMI port, so you're going <laughs> to... It's actually full, not full HD. So it won't even matter anyway. So it won't matter anyway. So the fact that I bought one that's... Well, you could swap I think it. Couldn't you put the good one down I with could. your HD, full yeah, HD yeah, TV yeah. and take your 720p one and bring it upstairs? That's true. Your... I could. Yeah. I might do that. And in fact, that one's already pre-configured to work, right? So True. Yeah, but the kids are kind of back to sort of using it ish a bit ish. Hey, look, I've got a I've got an important question that I've been saving up to ask you. Okay, Richard. it's uh, it's only re- I'm really quite unaccustomed to this. I I really have no experience, and I feel that your geekiness in this area will be invaluable to me. All right, yes. So re- yes. recently, I got given a whole bunch of um, uh, Doctor Who series. Oh, truly blessed know, digital yes. content. Yep. Uh, it's the sort that you know you can stream to your television or put on your iPad or watch it on a computer or whatever. 
And I've got it from season one, and we're talking not not old school Doctor Who, which yeah, I'm yeah. well accustomed with, but we're talking, you know, I don't know, what what do they call it? New generation, next generation, modern, no, contemporary no, Doctor Who? It's just Doctor Who. It's just but Doctor I know Who. You, you know yeah. what I mean, right? Yeah. Christopher Eccleston kind of That's thing. The one. Yep. And all that way up until whatever the latest series is, yep. and whoever the Doctor is. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, how do I get into it? Should Should I even attempt to do it? Should I just start... <laughs> Start with Christopher Eccleston, or should I skip his um, single season and go to whoever the second guy was? Well, uh, no, I think... Because you know, there's no connection, start, right? You there's no connection. Well, from, there is, because the the companion from the first series goes through. So oh, Rose... Oh, Piper. Yeah, Rose... Oh, I like her. I like her. Went all the way through. And so, oh, you know, to really understand the depth of the character, which, let's be honest, is not that deep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I'd start at the start. All right. And well, I find it that it starts off really cheesy and low quality special effects and pretty silly stories, and then move into sort of more sophisticated special effects and stories by the time I get to series two. Uh, I, I think the the quality of the special effects does improve. I think it's always it, it's never the really slick sci fi channel. You know, that's US. not what I'm watching. It is no, there always there's always a little bit of an edge in there. Where you think, oh yeah. Because it's always been that kind of crossover kids-adult kind of program. That's the you know, what I'm worried not, about. It's really not targeted purely at an adult audience, but clearly has a large and significant mm. In my humble opinion, I don't want to offend anybody that considers it to be a, uh, one of the great thinking programs of the world. It's just pure entertainment. Um, That's what I'm looking for, Richard. Yeah. But I'm looking for quality sci-fi. Quality science fiction. Yeah, I'm and not so, looking for children's show. So I think, I think what happens with Doctor Who is... Um, it goes through little, almost like little cycles where some of the programs are, are really quite straightforward and not particularly thought-provoking. Yeah. It's like, ooh, we've landed on a ship and there's a monster and we need to uncover the monster and almost invariably the companion gets stuck and then the doctor gets stuck and the companion rescues the doctor. About one in three are, are certainly like that. And then, well, and then maybe like another one in three are quite thought-provoking and quite, and you think, oh, that's quite a clever idea. And then about maybe one in five, it's like, oh, I think they've gone too far and tried to be too clever with themselves. Yeah. In terms of there's only so many paradoxes and, and yeah. Oh, twisty, Star Trek's done that th- too. Yeah, yeah, and you just think, you oh, to okay, it's a bit tiresome. Uh, why can't they just run around and, you know, chase some people or do something like that? So, okay. Well, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm on your advice. I'm going to give it a go, and I'll. I'll the weeping that. angels are the best. You got to wait, we're, but they're not. They're not till. Are they uh, aliens? Yeah, they're the best. I think they're called weeping angels. It's pretty poor, isn't well, it? They're people. They're, they're quite spooky. They're quite quite a cool idea. But they're okay. they're David Tennant. So. Oh, you're, all right. You're a few well, few series away from them. One, you know, right? How many series did David Tennant do? Oh, quite a lot. Yeah, there's trivia. Four? Three, four. Right. So the new guy, Matt, Matt Smith, isn't it? That's one, yeah. He's only the third in this new generation of yeah, Doctor right. Who's. Yeah. And he's done right. a couple of, couple of series. Do you, did you remember that link I uh, sent you from one of our UK listeners, Daniel, was about Doctor Who, Star Trek, Next Generation crossover? Do you remember that? Did you? No, I don't. don't oh, know. it was ages ago. I have to resend it to you, Richard. But apparently there's, some, there's a novelisation of Doctor Who meets Star Trek, Next Generation. Jean-Luc Picard right. and the Enterprise crew. Which that would be like a crazy mashup. It, well, yeah, yeah, and I'm not even too sure I'm cool about that because well, Star, Star Trek take themselves very, you know, pretty. They take themselves pretty seriously, yeah. but when you think about it, Star Trek Next Generation or Star Trek Forever since the original series, they've had a lot of crossover. Well, not crossovers with other franchises, but they've had um, kind of wacky 
uh, you know, time travellers and yeah, actually wacky time travellers who've yeah. come from the, you know, 30th century or whatever and they've kind of uh, met up with them and, you know, there's been this whole, whole kind of conflict with the prime director, the, you know, the person from the future potentially fiddling around with things in, you know, the current day. Uh, Star Trek Enterprise, they had this whole kind of um, battle across the space-time continuum of these, oh, I can't try to remember the baddies, I think they're called the Cabal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, time travel has been a big part of it. So, I mean, it's not like the, the genres are, or the franchises are incompatible in this space. Uh, it's just that it's just weird. It's kind of like you've got an English sci-fi thing and an American sci-fi thing. Yeah. And they're, they're deeply popular and, um, you know, loved by yeah. different groups. And I know there are plenty of people that love the both of them. I'm just not too sure. I'm, I'm never going to get into it because you have to read, right? Because it's not an actual show I can watch. It's actually a... Well, maybe it was a comic book thing. I can't remember. E- either way, you know, yeah. it's not something that you can just sort of flick on the telly or whatever. Yeah. So Do you, you don't read now, is it? Oh, only occasionally <laughs> comic books and stuff. No, I, I don't read kind of too many novels. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's not true. I, I haven't read a lot of science fiction. Ah, uh, I'd say it's true of me. Yeah, I read a lot when I was a teenager, yeah. but now, no. No, not, not science fiction. And I think I've just gone to that point where I want to see stuff. Yeah. I want to see cool space got lazy. battles. You've got lasers. Yeah, I want to see lasers. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Um, the books that I read tend to be more sort of, you know, really trashy uh, spy espionage kind yeah. of crap like that. Yeah, you're just trying uh, to escape or, your real or, life. Or non-fiction. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I just, yeah. We're actually, talking about spy shows and things, did you see The Last Mission Impossible? No. Because, oh, well, you should, because, man, it's an ad for Apple MacBook Airs. Wow, that just, sold it for me. Well, I know, but, you know, like, you see a lot of apples and crap and stuff on um, movies and things, but these guys, they've just got all, you know, MacBook Air after MacBook Air, and... They've tried to sort of hide it by putting little plastic shells on them so you can't see the brands. But you can tell. I can tell. I can spot them from a mile away. Yeah. But what I thought was interesting, you know, they haven't just gone to, like, you know, the standard MacBook laptop computer. I and mean, they seem to be quite ubiquitous. But they've gone for the nice thin ears and, the, you know, right. and, the, and the running kind of non... And for that, the funny thing is they never run Mac-looking software, do they? No, and in fact, the same cool. goes for if it's a Windows machine on a yeah. on a film. They never run Windowsy looking no. software. It's all some kind of synthetic uh, operating system and user interface that's been weird crafted. In fact, they like all It's like what? A bit like Windows Eight. Like, when, yeah, they are, don't they? <laughs> well, they're some kind of. They don't look like anything. The Windows yeah. never look like normal no. Windows. That's right. In fact, they don't even look. 3D rendered. They're yeah. kind of that sort of character-based yeah. user interface. Maybe they're like a you know like a skin over GNOME or KDE. I would say it's probably more like that. Yeah. Well, if you ever saw Tron Legacy, apparently that that was um, all the computer-generated stuff there was done by a real you know computer graphics artist who based it on um, some Unix you know shells and Unix operators oh, okay. and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, it looks really cool, real futuristic-y, lots of fluorescent colours. Yeah, yeah. Again, you know, you don't see that in real life. No. You know, well, it's hard on the eyes, I suspect. Yeah, and, you know, it's the usual sort of thing where the interface isn't, you know, a bit of text. It's like, you know, thousand scrolling windows of text, uh, you know, a, an entire pane of dials and indicators that are flashing constantly. And as you yeah. say, who actually looks at those? Yeah. You know, unless you have some kind of Google engineer looking at your website making sure that it's up, no one uses those. That's true. But coming back to your point, you're, you're very excited that there was some Apple product in Ghost Protocol, but you know now Apple's the biggest company in the world, isn't that? But like saying, oh, it's got "Wow, Coca-Cola. did you see? Did you see? A, <laughs> did you see it's got Toyota in it?" 
Yeah, like, it was a like a Toyota Camry going down the road. Not, no, sorry, not just a Toyota Camry, but you know, like a high-end Toyota, which I don't know. I can't, I can't feel that. I was hoping to wing uh, that. But, uh, Toyota Lexus. Avalon. Avalon. Lexus, is Lexus Toyota? Well, it is. Toyota Lexus, a different brand, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, same. It so, is a bit. It's a bit same, same, a bit generic now, really, isn't it? It is. And, uh, it's like, well, look at me, I'm cool. I've got an Apple along. I don't know. They, they, used an, they used an iPad in it. And you know well, what? that's fair enough. Uh, the way Apple works, they would have paid no money for that either. You know, no. like quite often they have the product placements yeah. and companies pay a lot of money to get their um, ads and their product into the films. Like... James Bond now Heineken. having a beer. I was going to say. Now, I don't know uh, if I can abide by that, Richard. Presumably not know. shaken. Well, nor stirred. Nor stirred. Um, would it be even uh, straight opened? out of the can? Maybe yeah, open. Well, it's got to be. It's got to so you can get the brand. Yeah, the whole. Well, you could have a glass that says Heineken. True. Yeah. Maybe you could have a martini in there. I don't know. That's not right. It isn't right, is it? They, I mean, they reported what's... that even Daniel Craig doesn't feel particularly comfortable with it. Because it's kind of like, yeah. It's a bit, um, bit of being like a bit of a Westie, really, isn't it? <laughs> you know that, that is not the. I was going to say Doctor Who. Does Doctor Who have any product placement? Uh, I don't think so. No. In fact, I think you know along you know pretty much BBC rules are that you can't have any brands in a in a program. Is is a sonic screwdriver big? <laughs> well, who made screwdrivers? Screwdrivers. Uh, I don't know Stanley. Stanley. Yeah, I was trying to think. Or, uh, Makita. Do they do? They don't do. They do power tools. Yeah. Well, it's a, you know, it's a power. It's power, a power screwdriver. Isn't yeah. It, yeah. You know? So, yeah. so maybe it could be a Bosch. Well, look, frankly, I think the BBC ought to, because then they could actually upgrade some of the special effects and maybe the writing. What's wrong with the writing? Like <laughs> I'm being oh. unfair because I haven't even watched any yet, except a few moments of the um, Christmas and the Easter specials, which yeah. I don't really don't quite get. And I know that they're a tradition, aren't they? In the Doctor only World. a recent one, only a very yeah, recent. Yeah, so I say, I, you know, they didn't do like a Battlestar Galactica Easter special. Yeah, and if they had, I'm not really too sure that that. Would it's get not. A lot it's of not deal. so much that um, they're not Easter themed or Christmas themed. They, they are. are they are Christmas they themed. Are, right? It's more yeah. the fact that the the main series is always in the middle of the year for whatever <laughs> reason, and so it's kind of like a little Christmas present to tide you over to the next series. Yeah. Whereas the Americans just tune it out series after series after series. You never have to wait more than about one season. <laughs> Well, I don't, know, I don't know if I should admit this, but I was quite impressed with the Downton Abbey Christmas special. So, you know, if they can do it and be a hit, mm. then maybe I could really go for those wow. Doctor Who ones. That's true. That's yeah. But what you got, man? What have you been, got, geek- what got, you been I, geeking I, out on? I haven't been geeking. I've been, like, non-geeking. Have you? I'm, I'm, I'm relying on you. All right, well, I, I have... This came up with my son recently. Okay. He asked me um, what what was the best superheroes that don't have superpowers. I can't remember how we got onto this, um, frankly. I think he would, he'd watched some... Um, he'd watched some Batman cartoon recently, and we were just talking about superheroes, and, you know, I was saying, well, you know, is it really true and correct to call Batman a superhero since he actually has no superpower? Mm. And then we got into this philosophical discussion, which is quite, you know, interesting, given he's nine years old and has started to think about these sorts of things. And yeah. Uh, you know, and he asked me, "Well, actually, who's your favourite superhero?" And I sort of said, "Oh, I think I just said Iron Man at the time, and right. I can't remember why, just because I he doesn't have any superpowers." And he said, "Yes, um, William said he doesn't have a superpower, Dad." And I said, "Well, ooh, crikey, a does a superhero actually have to have a superpower technically? And B is not your Iron Man suit 
not really a form of uh, superpower. Right. You know, it's sort of an externalized power as opposed to an intrinsic internal power that you have. And I used um, really as a counterpoint with William Green Lantern. See, strictly speaking, as Green Lantern, does he have a superpower? Because it's his ring that confers upon him powers, but the ring itself is not part of him. And, you know, the retort was, well, his ring cannot be used by anyone else but Green Lantern. I I'd personally, well, uh, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure about this, but I would have thought there'd be some kind of digital rights management built into yeah. Iron Man's suit. I think so. That frankly yeah. prevent, pre- prevents anyone like you or me. Yeah, yeah exactly. I couldn't yeah. just get in there and start being Iron Man, right? Yeah, yeah. But I just thought, well, I'd bring this up with you because you'd probably have some thoughts on yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's something I've often wondered. Yeah. Uh, well, and, start with, and I can, easily can you pre- be a superhero without I can having superpowers? I easily pretend that I have any idea who Green Lantern is. So that's you do! Cool. You've seen Green oh, Lantern. You've a film. As a, I don't do comic books. The, well, you've heard yeah, of them, though, right? Yeah. Um, uh, oh, and Doctor Who's not. Let's uh, <laughs> not get into that it's one. It's just what I like. <laughs> yeah. Um, Batman, isn't he a superhero? No, Batman's a superhero, yeah, isn't he? Superhero. Well, he's got no superpower except his amazing intellect and extraordinary wealth. Well, that's a, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, that's enough for me. Yeah. If you're willing to go out of your way and you do heroic things and you do it again and again and again, you're a superhero, surely. Whether you need assistive, assistive capabilities, yeah. whether uh, you know, purchased, built, or uh, naturally inborn, yeah. is irrelevant. You can be a superhero. superhero. Well... Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 look, I, mean, I didn't agree because I, I mean, there's I, only two grades, right? There's hero and then there's superhero. superhero. Right? There's no sort of intermediate hero or you know quite good hero. There's hero, superhero. So, but what's the border? What you know, if you don't have inborn superpowers, okay. So let's yeah. just focus on those that have no inborn powers, okay. And and we'll have to leave the Greenland one. No, I'm willing, I'm willing to go. With well, no, because okay. I think there's something to be debated there as to whether his his superpowers intrinsic or. Has been, you know, just has been gifted to him. Uh, is he is he any different? Than, right, is okay. he different than Iron Man? Yeah. What about like the greatest American hero? He wasn't born with it, but he was. No, nah, but he was given it, and yeah. but but it became part of it. It became yeah. intrinsic to him, right? It wasn't something that he. But he needed he a suit. He had to wear oh, the suit. Oh, crikey! Yeah, but the suit was like coded to him. So that so is like Iron right, Man. Uh, it's probably Green like Green Lantern. That's superheroes. It's pretty questionable. That's superheroes. No, they're no. Right. Okay. Well, you know, they're superhero. Right. Look, you're superhero. But what makes you a superhero versus just a hero? Then, is it scale of heroism? Is it the fact that you fight super villains? Well, I think there's probably a, a KPI around. <laughs> uh, you know, how many? I mean, you go heroic acts you perform. You, you a, go and say like firefighters. There's yeah. some of those that have rescued tons of people. They're yeah. not. We don't consider them superheroes. True. You know, I mean, some people would, especially after September 11, right? Yeah. But no one's oh. no one's making a film about them. Marvel's not signing any of those guys up as, ooh, you put out a lot of fires and saved a lot of people's lives. Now, and I have a lot of respect for you know the people that do those sorts of things. I, I think if there was an individual that put out fires by themselves. With, with no, or with without no, gear? Well, maybe with a little bit of a... Maybe like in a fire extinguisher. Like well, some sort of amazing fire extinguisher. Put yeah, okay. But, you know, a it's, super it's fire extinguisher or just a normal big, fire extinguisher? It's a big team effort, isn't it, putting out a fire? Yeah, okay. But no, let's go to that. Let's take that to the screen. We find a, a firefighter who yeah. pretty much can do it on his or her own yeah. with standard firefighting equipment. Yeah. Okay? Not, not built by the US think, military. Think, Are they a superhero? I think there's a comic in there. No. 
No, no. Surely there is, because I mean, at the end of the day, that's all Batman does, right? Batman just goes out and he no, fights crime. Okay, yeah. Crime Crusader on his own. Yeah, but okay, well, that's the thing. He if fights crime. If he had like crime. a posse he of 20, he wouldn't be a superhero. He'd just no, be a, you know, he'd be a gang leader. Well, he'd be a policeman. Probably. Policeman, yeah. yeah. Okay, but I think we've hit on it. You've got to be heroic in a sense that's not every day. Putting out fires, saving people's lives through, um, you know, from accidents or misfortune. Well, Superman does that. No, no, he does more than uh, that. He fights supervillains. But if he didn't fight supervillains... Would he be a superhero? I, super I don't I mean, think so. To the fact that he flew around I think, and he rescued people... No, but he's got superpowers. So there's... Oh, there's... so you automatically... <laughs> so if you've got superpowers, you're automatically in the categories. Well, no, because if you've got superpowers but you don't help anyone or fight villains, Ooh. then you're not a superhero because you're not doing heroic things on a mega scale. So what do you call someone that's got superpowers but isn't a superhero? Well, you're just, just quite, quite... You're quite special. Selfish. You're special. <laughs> you're special. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I I don't think there's a comic or a f- superhero franchise to be made out of everyday people just doing their job, saving people's lives, even if they're doing it on a big scale, and if they're just using you know their normal tools. Now that's all Batman does. No, he's super smart and he's fighting super villains. That's the what thing that I'm. Villains? The super villains, whoever the bad people are, the wrongdoers that he's fighting against. They're not against. super either. They're every, smart. Every the Joker's one, pretty. Yeah, but every single one of his villains um, are just penguin. They've got big gangs. They, just they, main... they have master plans to take over the world or to cause mass havoc on a, on a scale. So, on a scale. So, if I had a fiendish. Fiendish, very clever firebug. No, who oh was no, going, no, that's who different. Who was going to set fire to say like the whole of Southern California, and this firefighter fought back, got yes. the, got the flames early, and stopped in all the key places. Will they be a fight? No, be because there? because he can't just fight the uh, the I guess the the, the tangible thing. or the yeah. externalization of the super fiends uh, efforts. That is not enough. No, 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 no. That's superficial, Richard. He's actually get to the is heart of the... superficial a different category? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, now you can visit me. No, maybe, that, maybe a super a person with superpowers that isn't a hero is a superficial. Super... Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. I think we're, we're working towards yeah. a good categorization yeah, no, here. Yeah. No, so firefighter, said firefighter, would actually have to have a fight with super firebug guy yeah, or girl, defeat them in, in, a, in an epic struggle... And then I might just consider them yeah, to be then, super heroic. Then it just becomes another crime crusader, doesn't it? The fact that they're a firefighter and their other times are relevant. Is They've it, stopped somebody from well, doing, and that's what I'm getting doing to. something from great bad. That's kind of what I'm getting to, Richard. Yeah. Is there, there has to be a good versus evil. I reckon good versus evil is part of the whole superhero complex. Oh. Not just doing good things. If you save the world from volcanoes and earthquakes and pestilence and, I don't know, um, you know... Android or viruses or whatever, you know that is not enough. Not Google Android. To no, no, just yeah. yeah Android. Yeah. Evil, no, actually, evil Androids would that would be. Oh, really, I see. That would yeah, be okay, no, yeah, I mean yeah, Google Androids. I just thought we had a bit of crossover to what we normally <laughs> talk about. Yeah, true. This is what we normally <laughs> talk about. So if you just did that, yeah, you're not fun unless unless you know there's this whole uh, you know super being who's con- causing all these things. If you're just fighting nature. Yeah. I do not consider that superhero thing. You have to fight and struggle against some evil force or evil being or evil intelligence. Uh, that's it. And and actually, whether you do that with intrinsic skills 
uh, and powers or because of you know using uh, external tools that you've brought to bear or you've created or been gifted that's what makes you superhero I would, look I could not have got to this without this discussion Richard what, what if other people help you how many people are you allowed to help oh. you before maybe your, your efforts are less heroic because there's like the magnificent or the transformers and stuff they you know like a, are, they, not, are they superheroes well, they're up against great evil. Yeah. Uh, they, they've got... Well, they've got themselves. They've got themselves. Got powers. They're not people, though. You don't think of Transformers no, as heroes. You can't be a superhero if you're a robot. Well, no. No, what isn't one of those... Isn't that Mars guy than Justice League? Isn't he a robot? No, there's, there's robots. There's ro- there, there are superhero robots. No. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Is Doctor Who a superhero? No. Well, well, see, I, I, yeah, I interesting, interesting. I, I reckon the he's, well, he meets all the criteria. He does. He, he does. He does. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I, I, yeah. and, oh, I can understand yet, your sudden appeal. That's sudden yeah. interest. Yeah. No, it's Doctor Who. I think we could elevate Doctor Who into being a superhero because he's done all those kinds of things, and, and not only does he have the aid of things like you know his, his sonic spanner and the. Um, the TARDIS, but he intrinsically is kind of he. Well, see, he's special relative to a human. That's right. And I guess the human condition is probably uh, part of the assumed context. It's, it's the benchmark yep. by which we consider you to be super or not super. Yeah. So on that basis, Doctor Who is super, but the crew of the Starship Enterprise are not. What about the captain? No, no, he's just human, just human. Ah, so nor, and, but nor would I consider Spock because well, he's not Spider-Man's human. Spider-Man's human, though. No, but he's got these special powers, Richard. <laughs> Jeez, oh Keep up. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. if you don't have any superpowers, if, you, have if no, you don't have any special powers, you can't also be human. Is that what we're saying? Well, no. If you have superpowers, by definition, yeah, you're more than human. You're, you're automatically a you're superhero as, so long, no, no, as, so long, long as you do it. So long, long as you utilise those skills. Okay. Yeah, yeah, otherwise you're just superficial. Okay, yeah, okay. superficial, that's right, yeah. Yeah. But if you well, don't, you, yeah. you need to be yeah. more than human. You need to be more than human. So, now, this is probably going to annoy... The robot's so, more than human. Yeah, look, that, look I'm gonna, we're going to have to think about okay, the whole right, robot yeah. thing and okay. whether they even have rights as superheroes. I'm really, I'm a bit conflicted about that one now. Yeah, somewhat, yeah. yeah. But uh, look, this is gonna, this, I'm just going to finish on this point. Okay. And I just thought of this. And this could be either a counterpoint or uh, ooh. but um, you're familiar. Well, you might, may not be familiar. Watchmen. Yes. Right. Most of those dudes. They were pretty cut up. They were pretty. Yeah. Most of those dudes didn't actually have. Well, some of them did have real special powers. Some of them did not. And you gotta wonder. Well, do they fit into our definition of superhero? So you yeah. know, some of them were actually just kind of you know they'll dress up and and you know beat up people and act so like a bit more of a sort gang. Of like, uh, role playing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were superhero wannabes. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That's wow. We'll, we'll leave that one. No I, superpowers. Yeah. I, I've, I'm really sorry. I can now go back to William and and I don't even know what I would yeah. say to him now. I, Maybe a, maybe you need like a decision tree or like yeah, a I think some, yeah. if one of our listeners could maybe slides. do that yeah. and help us work through this. Yeah, it must smile. be some nice categorization you could do. Yeah, we need a taxonomy. Uh, we do, and, a, and an ontology so. for superheroism. That's I right. bet there already is one out there on Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah, if not, then we'll probably get to create one. We could post that. It's probably not taken already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could check that out. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think you know, nice segue. Actually, I wanted to talk about some of the new features in uh, Sweet PowerPoint 2010. Really? No. 
Then I was like, wow. I just thought based on that. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 the thing I did want to bring up was I, I was reading once again about Ultraviolet. So the, we talked uh, about Ultraviolet the like film, a year sci-fi ago. film with, uh, what's her name? No. Mila Jojovich? No. no, the, the Blu-ray. The, the DRM, Blu-ray. the most the hated DRM. Yeah. Oh, hated oh. amongst Apple fans, because obviously well, Apple fans are... Isn't it hated by everybody? Well, apparently not. So what, is there, what's special about Ultraviolet? Well, essentially, it's, um, when you when you purchase the content, you get the rights to digital a digital copy. version of it, a digital copy of it, that's stored in the cloud. Ah, so it's different than when you buy a Blu-ray that's one of them combo things where you get the Blu-ray, the DVD, and a digital yeah, copy. Yeah, you don't have to do that. You basically, basically once you buy it, I can't quite work out what the process is. Um, if you can't work it out, how does normal yeah, people... Yeah, I know. Yeah, let's not worry about that. Um, <laughs> somehow, by some piece of magic... You get it from the cloud. Uh, I also get the association from the cloud. But, and apparently what's been broken about it is that they had, they were still arguing for a long time about the actual format that the actual content's going to be delivered in, in terms of right. not so much the codex, but the actual container it sits in that does all the DRM magic that they need. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that, well, so they, they, they reckon they're getting pretty close to that. They basically borrowed Microsoft's from Mike Mastain. Um, and what's kind of interesting is that whilst you have an ultraviolet account, the actual content is actually served from whoever the content owner right. is, rather than it all being right, aggregated into yes, some large centralised thing. So, cool. um, so that's kind of uh, interesting. Note. What I thought was more interesting was that, that they've really put in place a strategy for upgrading to um, uh, to ultraviolet. So, so basically, if you're in the states, you'll be able to walk into a Walmart with your DVD and you show right. them the DVD and you give them two dollars. And they will activate that on your ultraviolet account. What what's, is it? A always HD quality? Is well, it, apparently. It, so if you whatever DVD you've got, yeah. if you pay two dollars, you'll get standard definition. If you right. pay five dollars, you'll get high definition. Even if you only started with standard that's definition. Actually, that, that's probably so one of the only appealing things of me. I've got this image of walking these people in. walking in with like a stack, I want upgrade. a stack, and like yeah. a, like a Visa gold card going. Yeah. I want that lot. Yeah. And, and plunking it down it'd be yeah, quite interesting yeah. yeah but then they won't be able to access it because it's ultraviolet's broken from what I understand people trying to you know have bought the blu-ray and expected to be able to get it in the cloud and, and stream to their blu-ray player or yeah device. and so what, I, what the impression I got was that um, you know it has had some teething issues yeah uh, you know but uh, it sounds like they've been working pretty hard on it and they're looking to relaunch it in <laughs> the fall of which, is, which I guess is later this year, so right. uh, third quarter, fourth quarter. It's of cool this name. Year. I think we've talked about name. that. I love the name Ultraviolet. <clears throat> you know, because you never call anything like that infrared, would you? No. Or, or any other things. Ultraviolet. Yeah. It's got a cool name. It's okay. It's okay. And yeah, yeah the idea yeah. It, it seems okay with me. Yeah. I mean, really? the, fact, the fact that it you know borrowed from Microsoft plays for sure, which really didn't bust it. It was uh, dead. <laughs> Uh, it's like is it really? Is a very very similar. Um, apparently, apparently they did take some of the stuff out of it. Yeah, so you don't mind DRM because <clears throat> I'm, you know, I, I hate the fact that it's difficult to format shift content. It's one of those. Um, do I hate DRM? No, I don't hate DRM. It's so. I mean, then day I buy you know I buy Amazon books from you know Kindle books and they're so all can, DRM yeah. the wazoo. Yeah. You know, so long as I believe that that supplier will be around. Um, for the time that I might be still interested in the content, <clears throat> then I'm kind of okay with it. That's the problem, is that things are changing so fast Yeah. that some of these schemes, you know, like Plays for Sure, right, and one of those other things, they, they can get abandoned, and they just get outmoded, outdated. And I, 
I just hate all the encumbrances and just worrying about whether, you know, what device I have. Yeah. Mind you, you know, I live in the Apple world, so there's a fair amount of encumbrance there. True. Yeah. Uh, I, I hate Blu-ray now. I mean, I like the quality of the video and the audio. Yeah. I just hate the actual format because it's... Uh, you know how you know when the DVDs came out and they added all the little extras and things. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, and, and I think after a while it got to the point where it's like you could pretty much not watch any of the features or you never, you have. Just, you never have, right? Yeah. But they were there if you wanted to. Um, it seems like a lot of Blu-rays, you know, they've just gone a bit overboard. And every single time you use or insert a Blu-ray, the menus are all a little bit different. You know, they've decided to you know, inject a billion codes of Java to customise the interface <laughs> and, and and you know, it's inconsistent. Every time you put it in you've got a you've got all these warnings that you can't skip through or it's very difficult to skip through, at least yeah. in my player. Uh, I was I had an experience uh, probably a few months ago where uh, you know, I needed to put a Blu ray on for Angela and one of her friends and it took literally five minutes from putting the disc in before you could actually start the film. Well, it felt like that long. Yeah. And, you know, and we couldn't skip through the FBI warnings and then the Paramount, blah, 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 trailer, and, oh, it was just horrible. It was yeah. just horrible. I was like, well, this format was meant to make it, for, for consumers, you know, the primo um, audio-visual experience. And so home theatre theater enthusiasts like myself like, love it, love it for that. But they, I guess they also sold it to the distributors of films to make it... Um, you know, just a really yeah. poor experience for us, yeah. and oh, it just pisses me off. One of the, um, yeah, I can say that. Well, one of the interesting things that I was talking about from Ultraviolet was that, you know, in theory, and yeah, whatever decision, but because, again, because it's gone digital, when, yeah. you know, the decision to buy a Blu ray now, thinking, well, what if I wanted to go, you know, 2K by 4K? <laughs> it would be like yeah. you, know, you would receive that as an upgrade. Yeah, but that, upgrade. I love that. I love that. Kind of like that. Without the idea that you would then have to take your discs in again. Yeah. Oh, okay, I really sorry. I like that. I kind of like that. But it's better. I mean, I'm just hanging out. Lives 4K in the cloud. By 8K, so. Yeah, I'd yeah. like. I'd, I'm hanging out for 8K. Um, it lives in the cloud, so the only issue then is bandwidth caps. Yeah. Well, you can still download it. You're to, oh, can you? Yeah, you can oh, you can store it. it in your I'm own. not exactly sure how long, because they do talk about, you know, you can download it, take it on trips and stuff like oh, that. Oh, so, okay. So maybe and what are, what are compliant players? Because you need a compliant player that will honour yeah. the oh, DRM. So. Well, what would that be? Is that a, can you play it on, you know, like just any old computer? Or can, can I play it through a, a VLC or a... Yeah, um, I don't know actually. Um, you know, I, I was trying to remember who they were saying the various partners were. This uh, doesn't sound very well thought out, Richard. Well, I'm sure it is. It just that, that wasn't <laughs> what they were focusing on that particular yeah. article. Yeah, I don't know. So, again, I just you know, I like you take this thing, you buy it, or whatever, get you rip it, transcode it, yeah, use it anywhere you want to use it. Yeah. And I, I don't know. That just seems to be the way of the world nowadays. Having said that, you know, you know, one of the things that is coming back full circle, or why yeah. I like ultraviolet, is it helps justify the need. For chorus to have smashed up my entire suburb, burying <laughs> fiber optic cables. Oh, you lucky bugger! You got you're getting fiber optics already. You're part of the ultra fast broadband. Uh, believe initiative. me, the rollout is not ultra fast. Oh, okay. And apparently, yeah. it's only fiber to the node. Oh, to the uh, the little yeah yeah. Because they don't need to do it right. Well, you to don't my need house. to go all the way to my house. It no. presumably just it skips that bit. Yeah. 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 So oh. I, my understanding is that if I actually wanted to connect to my house, they'd come and dig up my lawn again. I don't know. Oh what's, wow! What's I wonder. So I wonder when that's gonna like come to you 
Yeah, well, fast access. I think this might be that whole you know retail versus wholesale. The wholesale are doing one thing, the retail There's, people are going. Oh, another interested. ten years. Not yeah. interested. Yeah. <laughs> We're still milking these people. Yeah. At, uh, yeah. What they'll do is, will they charge more for the faster speed? But you won't get any larger bandwidth caps. So, well, I'm assuming that fiber that runs while. by my house also runs all the way to the US. Is that <laughs> not the way it works? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, they just string it up on the um, power lines and stuff, don't they? Yeah, so. True. True. Send it undersea. No, they are going to. They're going to widen the pipes between here and, and New Zealand and the rest of the world. Really? So, what, physically? Apparently. Wow. Means that we'll be able to make this podcast even fatter. 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 We we'll, could go stereo, stereo, we'll stereo. stereo. Yeah, yeah. Up the bit rate to increase the uh, quality of the yeah. audio. Hey, I was yeah. thinking. I actually know. Were you? Were you, you got something else? No, you got, no, no. I was just thinking. A lot of our listeners don't understand uh, you know, just how much post-production goes into this. And I thought maybe you could just summarise how much goes into this podcast. <laughs> Well, well, not a lot actually. Is that what you mean? Were you trying to, or, or am I missing something? No, 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 no. Well, because uh, we record in stereo, don't we? We, we do. Re- oh, well, look, we do record in stereo. We record at very high um, quality you settings, to, whatever the defaults are, yeah, they are. I do have the downloads. I have to lower the quality because <laughs> the internets in New Zealand so, are so, so poor, so, so and slow. my and my broadband uh, caps are so low that I I can't afford for us to have. That's you right. know, too good a quality. And look, we're not being paid for this. No. And, and we keep turning down sponsorship. Maybe we should start uh, accepting oh, sponsorship. Uh, and then we could actually afford to, um, you know, host this a bit differently and probably up the quality a bit. Maybe not the content. No, I mean, <laughs> no, con- no the content no. will remain. No. So, no, there's not a lot of uh, post-production, Richard. The barest amount of uh, editing goes in. Because really, you know, we said we'd want it, we want to do this kind of unplugged, that's right. uncut. We're like a live show that's not live. That's live. Well, yeah. we record live. Yeah, the know. only time we ever take a break is when we screw something up. Yeah. And, you know, and then we like for you guys, our listeners, to hear about that. Because we want you to know that we're keeping it real. Yeah. We're absolutely keeping it real. So, no, not a lot happens, but there's obviously, you know, a bit of repackaging and uh, re-encoding of this. Yeah. Uh, so what are we recording? Uploading. What are we recording? In? Are we, you know... AAC, are we... Uh, look, I'd, actually, it's some proprietary format that whatever Garage Band uses. I actually really? don't know what it uses internally. I'm actually guessing it'll be AAC. Yeah. Because okay. um, being on, recorded on the Mac yeah. and Core Audio and all that stuff, I'm sure it's probably uh, some kind of lossless AAC um, internally. Yeah. And then when I render it down, it goes into MP3. Uh, and then um, archive, archive.org... <laughs> Beautifully and uh, without any effort on my behalf, transcodes it to uh, Og Vorbis or yeah. Vob Orgus. Or I don't know why Og Vorbis never took off as a coding. It's quite catchy now. Well, Firefox, uh, Mozilla, they like it, don't they? Yeah. 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 This built in, I think, into the Firefox browser. Fair enough. So, for all our Firefox browsing uh, listeners, you can stream it straight off the archive.org Whoa. site. Um, if you do a bit of a search for Ministry of Geek and you can play it directly through there. Very nice. Yeah. So Thank I, you for uh, summarising that for me. That's, uh, that's okay. I, I was always wondering. Yeah, because... Because uh, once upon a time you used to spend a long time. I it used would to be quite a long delay between... There was a long delay because I was figuring that stuff out as I went yeah. along. And now we have a finely honed um, production pipeline, Richard. That's right. Uh, which is pretty much me just doing yeah, it. Yeah, so the, the thing that only really lets us down now is content. Like actually right. getting together and actually producing. Yeah, yeah, you know, good okay. quality, hard yeah. hitting geek content. That's actually. right. Yeah. Speaking of which, what else you got? Um, well, I think last one really. 
Well, actually, I had another. Well, a bit of follow up from our last podcast. Okay. I was informed by one of our listeners, Cameron, in Australia, that Saab is actually no longer um, around. So you know how we were speculating oh, about that Eurofighter yeah. thing, and you know I was sort of saying, oh, it's one of them, it's one of them Saab things. Well, it clearly cannot involve Saab because they've gone bankrupt, possibly because of their involvement in some Eurofighter yeah, <laughs> production. True. So yeah, there you go. Oh, okay, I thought that was interesting. interesting. Volvo, I understand, are still uh, viable as they actually make some pretty nice looking cars. I have to say, who Saab or no, Volvo? Volvo. They're not used to. Well, Saab only really make classics now. We should say they make cars. They make cars. Only become classics. Yeah, yeah. 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 Apparently the Chevy Volt, you know, apparently they stopped production because really? they wanted one, and then uh, mercifully the price of petrol went up because America threatened to bomb Iran. Yeah. And now uh, now they're selling them again. Oh. Four bucks a gallon. Gallon, yeah. four bucks. That's gallon. pretty good, isn't it? That's cheap. Yeah. yeah. It's like less than a dollar. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Remember those days. Okay, so I want to finish on. Okay. It was a few weeks ago, New Zealand changed its giveaway rules. It did. It did. And I completely missed it. As wow, in, how did you miss that? Well, I don't really pay attention. Did you see it I don't, on Facebook? <laughs> I don't, yeah, really, I guess, watch the news on television or listen to the radio all that often, and maybe I haven't been paying attention to the news You're media. You're cut off from society. Yeah, I am a little bit. I'm isolated, Richard. Yeah. Um, I am connected to the internets, but obviously not the bits of the internets that talk about things like <laughs> giveaway rule changes. It was quite a, kind of a low-key kind of a... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't know, for our foreign listeners, it just meant that um, you know, when you were giving way into traffic and turning left or right. In fact, I'm not even clear about the rules right now, so I yeah. probably can't explain it. So uh, just to say they changed. In summary, in summary, our you, rules were yeah. different from the rest of the world uh, that yes. drives on the left, and yeah. now we change them to make them the same as the rest of the world. That's right. Um, which could have some dire consequences if you didn't know the rules had changed, but actually it would just mean a bit of inconvenience and a bit of waving of arms and, and shouting and stuff. Now, I compare that to the experience that I had when the daylight saving changed um, more recently right again i was oblivious to this right but technology saved the day as in my iphone and my computers Mm -hmm. uh automatically switched daylight saving and they were correct that's right uh and i i just wish that the giveaway rule change could have also had a more seamless transition supported by technology and this is why i'm lobbying the entire world or at least new zealand to go to uh, Google automated cars, driverless right. cars, so that people like me won't ever have to worry about that again because the cars will just drive ourselves. And I'm thinking, you know, I know the NZTA, the New Zealand Transport Agency, that the, I don't think they're seriously considering this, but they must be thinking about it. They must be. It would get our road toll down. It would sort out all these problems with uh, giveaway rule changes. They could change them every week, and we wouldn't, you know, to test out the best giveaway rule changes for most efficiency. Well, and it wouldn't matter, would it? Think of that. What's quite interesting is, um, you know, thinking about Google Car, it was can you imagine if, if you had been in that situation, yeah. and you were in your Google Car, and you were just sitting there watching the world go by, and suddenly the Google Car <laughs> decided to go and not give way based on your understanding of the rules when you last drove. Oh, you'd make out, right. Yeah, you'd yeah. be like, holy hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got a software, and you'd probably grab the wheel and you'd cause yeah. some sort of, you know. Oh, true, Over in the override. But you know how, uh, but there's a huge possibility here, right? Yeah. Because humans are so slow to change and to adapt. Yeah. Now, computers and algorithms are, you know, infinitely malleable, right? I don't right? think, you know, some humans are quite quick. So I, I want to give my little giveaway story, oh. not really based on this. But yeah. the bottom of my, so the bottom of my suburb, where my, my suburb joins the main road, uh, flowing between the suburbs, um, the council, three days before the rule was supposed to change, raced down and whipped in a giveaway sign. Uh, to basically change it so that the rule would stay as it was. 
Uh, and then the day, the very day that the rule first came into enforce, no, actually it was the day after. Yeah, the day after actually the rule came into force. They whipped it out again. Uh, very confusing. Which just confused, which confused everyone because because everybody thought that the rule had changed, and so everybody was being really polite to each other, and going, "No, no, I know the rule's changed. Hello, I'm not going." And the people right. were going, "Well, there's a dirty great giveaway sign in front of me." So you know, people can adapt, but it wasn't good. I'm thinking the the upside of this, Richard, is that a we wouldn't have to have road signs anymore, so it would beautify our country. We'd be able to do things um, like experiment with following distances and all that kind of stuff because everything would be computer controlled. How Imagine far, the throughput. How far do you think Google wants to go with this question? I don't care about how far they want to go. Well, how far do we want to I go mean, with it? But, but are they looking not just to make your car so it can drive from point A to point B, mm-hmm. but so that they are they attempting to optimise the network as well? Oh, I would have thought so, and I'd be pretty damn disappointed if they weren't thinking about that. I, I really believe it's all about um, optimising the performance of the roading network. And but, so but you, why, you would experiment why, with... Why do you think Google wants to do this? Well, because... Um, well, actually, I was going to say, actually, if you weren't driving, then they could spend more time throwing up um, ads on exactly. your visor. No, so I actually, agree. you'd actually want to maximise the amount of time you spent <laughs> on the roads. Which was going to be my point. Ah, and that, and yeah. that would be much better. So me. I'm really sorry you're stuck in a traffic jam. Would <laughs> you like to search for something? <laughs> yeah. In fact, who cares if you search Here's a few ads. You know, yeah, just look at these ad not, impressions. Why not? Uh, yeah. Give us some more information about yourself on Google Plus. Okay, so maybe Google aren't yeah. the people that are going to do this, but s- somebody needs to do this. Yeah, somebody needs to do this because I think we need to take humans out of the equation. Yeah, yeah, because and certainly take me out of the equation because I'm certainly not paying attention to. But this you know, the, do you think though that there would be like a um, instead of a big sort of you know, oh, you know, on such and such a day there's going to be you know, a giveaway rule change and be aware there'd be like just let everybody know uh, Sunday the thirtieth. Uh, software updates coming through to your cars. Oh god! Uh, yeah, and the overall network optimization algorithm. We're updating that. Yeah, uh, yeah, because you know we're doing the page rank. No, we're doing page rank at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Just be aware. <laughs> Could Probably be best you not go out in your car, or perhaps keep your hands close to the wheel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. You, in fact, best not to tell people, eh? Because yeah. people will just um, not travel on those days. And maybe you know if you're driving along at midnight, yeah, it's a bit like when you get a Windows patch. Yeah, and it suddenly goes, "Hey, I've got a Windows patch. Really big one." <laughs> Shutting you down if you're not paying attention, just like, <laughs> like car yeah, slows yeah. down, like, Ooh, what's going yeah. on? There? Oh, it's okay, I'm back with the network now. Yeah, yeah. I, now, I guess what you have drawn attention to is really the realities of yeah. technology. It's hard, isn't it? it is going to be hard. So, the upsides are great, but you know, the realities really bring us down again. Yeah, and yeah. the other thing I think is quite funny is because you know, obviously, Google Car is based on GPS technology, is you know, GPS doesn't penetrate deeply into buildings, um, in, in general, and so the funny thing is. People would stop really knowing how to drive well, hmm. but then, then having become quite rusty in their skills, they would be expected to drive their car through a multi-story car park, which is arguably one of the most difficult things you can do with a oh. car, particularly a large car, because <laughs> they're always really tight. And so you've no longer got those spatial skills because the computer but, does and that then, all And for then you. we're making you do the worst, yeah. hardest thing you could possibly. You'd do. almost just want to get out of the car and tell it to park itself until well, yeah, we've got well, that piece of the well, equation. Yeah, we should be able to. Yeah. They have those um, automated parking um, garagey things. How do I know this? Because the final action scene, oops, spoilers, in Mission Impossible Four, <laughs> is in an automated garage. Have you stopped parking. talking? Yes. No, I cover my ears. Yeah, no. So, you know, if it's in the movies, yeah. and clearly right. Mission Impossible's completely accurate because they've got, like, MacBook, MacBook Airs, Airs, yeah. so, you know... Because if I was going to run it's an in the real world. system, I'd run it on a MacBook Air. <laughs> well, who's, who's to say, you know, what software's running there? 
Um, but then that's entirely plausible. You won't need to pay your car, Richard. We're basically de-skilling the human race of having to worry about driving. And frankly, we're not very good drivers. I, I mean, agree. I'm Asian, so, you know, I can prove that. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think we, we, should prob- we should probably... Speaking ra- of cars, yeah. Yeah, we should probably wrap up, hit the road, Richard. That's right. Right. I'm going to drive, though. I'm not going to let my little car drive itself. Well, look, the alternative for me, frankly, is allow we other people to drive. It. We can test it. Yeah, I'll, I'll just close my eyes and you tell me what, what's coming on the GPS. <laughs> uh, on my iPhone, which doesn't actually have that great resolution. Oh, doesn't it? Okay. All mm. right, we'll, we'll try that next week. All right. Okay. Hey, well, we'll tr- um, thanks, listeners, for uh, not abandoning us. We're yeah. brand new. We'll, we'll be back. Thanks for coming into our monthly podcast. Yeah, well, no, we'll try and get back to the fortnightly yeah. scheduling snafu. Uh, thanks for uh, no. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, thanks for geeking out with us. We're the Ministry of Geek.